This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. Imagine your ideal life. Are you living it? If not, why not? Let me guess. You feel unmotivated, fearful, tired. These things may be true, but the question stands. Are you going to allow your current feelings to keep you from living your ideal life? Don't let your dream die. The choice is yours. And today, you're going to choose to step out and get after it. Let's go. What is up, everybody? We are back again, ready to drop some wisdom bombs, y'all, some value. Chance Brown, what's up? I'm holding my mic in one hand, and I'm holding my uh, pop filter in the other hand. So, if I'm if I'm hearing this correctly, you're actually attached... You were attached to a garbage can yesterday. Is that happening still? Like, oh, are, no, are you trying to do that still, or what happened there? We're wide open. I'm just... It took... This was the easiest way not to set anything up, is just to hold it. And I was like, I, I can manage that for like 20 minutes. See, the next time we see each other, I need to give you one of these foam balls, because it works so well. Yeah, let's... Y'all can hear the difference between this and this. See, there's a big difference. Yeah, so like the the same thing now that we're on YouTube, you guys can see it. Like this foam ball, that blocks like the like the puff of air. You know, if you get wind on a camera or wind on your audio, you probably see it on your camera. Like if you're videoing something outside on your iPhone, um, that wind noise. These things like this, and then the little filter that Chance is holding, that helps to not make it sound like it's getting overridden by that wind. So like if you listen to listen back to what he just did and you'll be able to tell the difference most likely. But but yeah, whenever you do like your hard puzz, um, your P's and your your T's and your S's and all that good stuff, it, it helps. Anyway, Coolio. Um, so today we're going to be talking about flow state. Before we get into that, our sponsor has a very special opportunity for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I am really happy about that because the podcast probably would have never come to fruition without my own experience at therapy. So, you know, we got started when I first overcame my anxiety, and and I wanted to show others how I relieved my pain. And the fact is, when I was at my lowest, when I felt so uncomfortable and had no idea what I should do or what was going to make me happy, I started therapy. And in the months following, I learned so much about myself to the point that I was able to set my sails and and start moving towards relief. And regardless, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works. It it did for me. So you, you might be asking, what is therapy? And the answer is it's whatever you want it to be maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work or 
you're struggling to deal with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles so that you can start feeling better. Because frankly, you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Because BetterHelp provides customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even 24-7 live chat sessions with your professionally selected therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Plus, being able to log into your account and send a message to your therapist at any time is a great perk. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Also, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. I have a feeling that you'll find a therapist that fits your needs because there are over 20,000 therapists available through BetterHelp. Join the millions of people worldwide who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And here's the best part. BetterHelp has also made a special offer to our listeners. You will receive 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash peace and purpose. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, Dot com forward slash peace and purpose. And the forward slash peace and purpose is important because that's what gives you your 10% off. And it helps you to support our podcast. So right now, Google search betterhelp.com forward slash peace and purpose. Tap the get started button in the top right corner of the screen. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. Flow, baby. Um, and guys, I apologize if my Wi-Fi gives on some of this stuff. I may start, I may get stuck in one position, like I may get lockjaw or something, or I might uh, turn into like a robot with my, like my slow movements or whatever, but I promise you I'm still here at, at heart. So You just gotta be smiling yes. the whole time so that when you freeze, it's a, it's a, it's a happy <laughs> freeze, freeze, what is it? Freeze yes. Freeze so at frame. least I can look happy. Um. Like a Walmart greeter. Anyway, so back to what we were talking about. Uh, today's episode is on flow. And for you guys that don't uh, haven't heard of this, uh, it's a state of peak concentration. So like you're super focused on one thing, and it is the the state of highest performance essentially for people. And a lot of times people they actually note this in like extreme sports and creative things. So uh, Make somebody that makes music or is a visual artist or whatever, they tend to see this flow state happen and those sort of things. But more recently, people have been, psychologists have been figuring out how to actually get people in their work to be in flow state and, and introducing things to where people can be concentrated a little bit better. And I think that's what we want to focus on today. So Chance, do you have any opening remarks, my man? You look great, Corbin. Um, we're, <laughs> hey, I appreciate the compliment. I mean, we're, I mean, I was talking about flow state, but <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think I'm really excited to talk about it because I struggle with it tremendously because I have ADHD. I'm all over the place and flow state is, can be a rarity for me. And I have to try really, really, really hard to reach that. So Corbin's going to give some insight and I'm going to give the 
what I've learned because I have to manage my ADHD and there's a lot that goes into that. So I think there's a lot of great content. If you have ADHD or ADD, yeah. um, you might be able to relate. Yeah, and I think if we'll embark on that a little bit. I'm just going to throw a little blotch. I promise you I won't hold you long on the neuroscience, and then we'll get into the practical. But honestly, once you understand this little bit that I'm going to tell you, you're going to be able to draw the parallel pretty easily between focusing and then it why it's so hard for people with ADHD and ADD to focus. Uh, so flow state, the scientific fancy term for it is... Uh, hypofrontality. And what that means is we talked about the prefrontal cortex earlier in the season, and that's the part of your brain that helps you to focus on complex tasks and and things that are higher level executive function sort of stuff. But the concept of hypofrontality puts you into flow state. So that's the opposite of what you might think. You might think hypo means not not as much as um baseline pretty much and hyper means more than baseline so when you have hypofrontality you have very focused it's not like widespread electrical activity in the front of your brain it's very pinpointed so as opposed to a lot you're trying to process a lot of things at once different things in flow state you have one sort of direct line impulse so that you can really that's focus. You're not you're not thinking about this thing over here or chasing that squirrel whenever you're trying to write something. Um, so hypofrontality is whenever there's not all of that noise up here in the front, so that you can think more clearly on the tasks that you're actively doing. Uh, Chance, what do you think of that? Does that make any sense? I mean, I got it. Hypo is under the baseline, hypers above the baseline, hypo uh-huh. is the one that we need to get the electricity going in the front of our brains. Right. So you want to have a little bit under the traditional baseline. So like in flow state, in your practical day-to-day life, like let's pretend that you're, uh, I don't know, making some food. I don't, I don't know. You're in there. If you're in flow state, you're not... Your mind isn't wandering over to, you know, you need to make your bed, okay? Like, you're not sitting there going, oh, man, I need to make my bed while you're cooking, and you're going into autopilot with the cooking. Flow state is whenever you are specifically cut to the cooking, and you're very focused on that. Um, so, I don't know if that if that aside made sense or helped to illuminate anything or what your question was, but <laughs> I no, somehow got there. I think it makes sense and you can, you can validate this. It's like when you're driving and if you go out and you forget you're driving for 10 minutes, that's not flow state. It's when you're hyper, well, hypo focused on, well, we won't use that example or you're, you're in the yeah. driving. You're, you're focused on which lane you're in. You're focused on the cars around you. You're focused on in the moment Rather than being in La La Land, and maybe hyper and hypo is not a is not intuitive enough. That's what they use in the, in the literature. Um, let's say, let's say all over the place versus direct. Maybe <laughs> you know. I think of it as hyper a, is hyper is all over the place, and hypo is very direct. I think of it, and this could be completely wrong, but like a. Like my heart rate's slower, my my mind is at ease, and I'm I'm calm and able to concentrate versus 
my my mind is like a pinball going back and forth and back and forth and it's all the over the yeah. place. Yep. That's that's the way. Think of it like think about it like that. Yeah. Like and that stuff is your pinball is a bunch of electricity going on in your brain that's noise and like isn't helping you to accomplish what you're trying to do in that moment. And this and the same thing here, just your concentration, you know, your thoughts are, are electricity. So it's the same sort of thing. Uh anyway. So, so let's dig a little bit more into it. Chance, what did you yeah, want to Yeah, so digging into the next concept is external factors and internal factors um, that, can, that can pull our concentration away. So I'll talk about a few of these and some prime examples is I think in the newer generation. And let me say something before you do get going yeah, here. Go for it. Um, this is first I want to talk about how. Honestly, let's let's take a step back here. I want to tell them a little bit about how they should be feeling whenever they're in flow versus not in flow, and then maybe give them the tips like to set up the conditions to be in that concentrated state. Is that okay, Chance? We can wrap back around because um, I've got a little thing here. Um, so here's the way for you to know whether you're in flow state. These are just some indicators, okay? So you your mood is hopeful like you you're not seeing you're not projecting into the future that bad things are going to happen you're you're really hopeful about the project or what you're working on uh you're you're energized so even with your even if you're tired you seem to be just caught into it um i don't know if you if you guys have ever played been gamers whatsoever but like late night video games like even whenever i like whenever i was a young kid I could be so tired, but if I'm playing a video game, I'm just in flow. Like I'm so focused and I'm I'm energized even though I haven't slept and it's and it's super late. And I'm like a ten year old. You know, it, it, it you know, all those things, all those factors, I'm so into flow that I'm energized. And it's like ten fifteen, um, fifteen minutes past your bedtime. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I was I was a little bit more of an offender than that actually, <laughs> um, but anyway, so you sort of have but you sort of have a this is like the intermediate level, so you're not um, down here below the oh my gosh there is um, no stimulation and you're not super high overstimulated um, like in uh, Times Square or anything. The other thing, what people really have noticed when you get into flow is you lose the concept of time. So it's like you're do you ever get doing something and you get to the end of the task and you look up at the clock and you're like, no way it's that late or no way that much time has passed, whatever. That is an indication that you were super focused and in flow state uh, because time, your ability to tell time is in your the front of your brain where we were talking about just a minute ago, hyper and hypo. So if you're super hypo, then the only function that your thinking brain is doing is the task. It's not in the background. It's not calculating time. It's not doing any of these other things, another thing I'm about to mention. And because of that, you lose a lot of these other functions like looking at the time, doing other things. And then the next thing I was going to mention is you lose your, your self-consciousness. So, like, you're not focused on how you look or you're not focused on um, What's where you are in space. space. Do what? What's around you. Yeah, like your you're settings. losing... You're really losing track of space and time. Like at its at its highest level, when you're that concentrated, you're losing the concept of of anything. Um, think about whenever you're watching a movie. 
whenever you're watching a movie, you sort of lose the idea that you're sitting in the living room and then there's somebody next to you laying on the couch or whatever's happening. You lose that concept. And you lose how much time has... That's that's a great one for... You might be able to tell the time if you're looking at the movie and you're seeing the thing tick down on Netflix. But you're losing your concept of space. And maybe whenever you're working on writing something, or maybe even in this podcast, if I'm not looking at the, the recording timer, maybe I'm losing track of time because I'm in flow state. Like I am doing right now. <laughs> like literally right now, I couldn't tell you what time it is. So... Um, so that's the little intro to that. Chance, what, what are your reflections on that? I'm interested to hear about your experience. It's 546. Um, I have the exact opposite, um, experience as Corbin. I struggle with flow state. Um, when Corbin said he doesn't look at the time, I did look at the time earlier this episode, my phone went light and I thought about it and I'm, I'm to the extent of, it's not even that I think about it. It's that I would look at it. Um, I have the whole squirrel brain thing. Um, so I think it's it's really important. I, I wanted to pose a question for you, Corbin, and uh, I don't know if it's how how does this connect to our goals? Is, is flow state? How sure. does it connect to our goals? Sure. Yeah. Let me entice them a little bit before we show them the conditions. Uh, so this is for your goals because remember, goals are outcomes and objectives are actions. Getting in, learning how to trigger flow state for yourself and being in flow state as much as you can is going to allow you to accomplish objectives and do them at a higher level, at a higher quality. So it allows you to do that. Flow state is really the goal of this whole process. Flow state is actually better than outcomes, than better than meeting goals, in my opinion. Being in this state of doing, this is the, this is the definition of enjoying the process. Uh, so it also is incentivizing, so dopamine's high. Uh, there's a neurochemical called norepinephrine uh, that is also high. So it's like whenever the reward system and the norepinephrine system are tied together, it equals flow state. But we're not going to get deep into that. I don't think it'll be all that helpful to you all. Um, but um, this is just a great place to be anytime you're trying to accomplish something. So if you want to get an objective... And doing objectives and completing them and doing them well is very important in achieving those goals. And flow state is the best place to be if you want to do that, if you want to accomplish those objectives. So that's why it's important. It really is enjoying the process. That, 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 that is like the definition of enjoying the process and so not focusing yep. too this much on the This is the definition. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is the definition of, of um, enjoying the – like you, you gave me a coffee cup for graduation from college. It said – uh, find the joy in the journey. This is that. So, so yeah. What you doing, Chance? This is live on YouTube. Chance, Chance, what are you doing right now? I'm not sitting in a oh, you know, good, okay. good way. So I had to do this. I, I just saw, I just saw you like doing this, doing this on YouTube, and you were sort of like looked like you were doing like doing a Shrek my, dance, my the over inning stretch. Like, for the, for the looked Atlanta like you Braves. were ru- like rubbing up on against the camera. So, um, I, was but anyway, <laughs> I thought that was a happy dance. I didn't know what the deal oh, was. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It okay. can be. It can be all the above. <laughs> it's it's answer E. All the above. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> so we were transitioning into external and out and <laughs> internal. <laughs> okay. A brief interruption to your regularly scheduled programming. But this is necessary because I have a very important question for you. Are you satisfied with your current situation? 
be honest with yourself. If not, buy my book, Unconventional, Anxious to Alive. Through this book, you will understand how to figure out what you want, muster the courage to chase what you want, and eventually get what you want. The book contains activities that will help you to accomplish each of these objectives. The book also contains strategies that help you to eliminate tasks that take up your valuable time. I'll explain what to look for in friends and how to consume a high-quality information diet so that you can live life on your terms. Plus, the book is an easy read, so readers and non-readers alike can take advantage of the opportunity. The ebook is only $9.99, and the paperback is only $14.99. You could borrow that from a 10-year-old. So hit up little Johnny down the street and buy Unconventional Anxious to Alive anywhere books are sold. I'll leave the link in the description. Now that I've teased you, chances like drive these home. Okay, so now that we've talked about why Flow State is so nice, um, I want to get into how you can actually get into it because you know it's like you know saying i've got this really cool tropical island that i'm living on it's really cool but i'm not going to tell you how to get there now we're going to tell you how to get there this is the how-to part of the video okay so so um yeah chance chance you knock it out man hit knock it out of the park i'll for tell you two. what not to do and we're going to talk about some of them so a, a key factor of flow state is to avoid these external internal distractors and one way to avoid those is to be aware of what they are if you can um, control them by all means try to do that um, and then Corbin probably add a lot of lot of stuff on the end here um, anything I miss but so external factors that are going to be blocking you from flow state can include you know anything like your cell phone um, any type of uh, random noises I'm just literally thinking of examples that struggle with me I think Nowadays, it's a lot of technology. If it's our phone binging, if it's a text message, if it's a Snapchat, if it's a notification, whatever that might be, um, your phone's going to be a big one. So sometimes it's good. You, If you really want to experience flow state is to turn your phone off, to move your phone in another room completely. Because um, even if your phone is to light up, that can pull you out of flow state. Um, noises. Uh, one thing, in uh, one of my friends had recently told me this, and she was saying how... This was awesome. I thought this was so cool. She like enjoys reading and she gets into flow state and she's like, I would sit down for three hours and just read and I enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I always seem to like never be able to focus that long. And she's like, I get everything out of the way, any type of distraction. Like I will eat, I will drink water. I will, if I have to use the restroom, I will, if I have to send some text and then I put everything away so that I don't have anything that's ready to distract me. And then I can fully focus and get in that flow state. So a lot of it's being aware of what those are. And then also internally, um, sometimes these are more harder to control because regardless of what's going on around you, it, say you're in flow state, it can pull you out with um, different thoughts. A lot for me is like responsibilities, your plans coming up in the future, um, something you might have forgot to do. Uh, I find one good way to avoid this is to always make lists. Um, and I make them, they're, they're not to-do lists, they're I get to enjoy lists um, to try to, to change the idea there. Um, but to to write those down and, and to have that I have that like um, set in my head. So if something pops up, I'm like I'm gonna go write it down because then it never keeps coming back up in my head because I know that it's on paper somewhere. Um, and then something Corbin mentioned that's awesome and we've talked about in the past is meditating. Uh, meditating is gonna help you strengthen your concentration, going back to that that centric point, um, so that when you're in flow state um, and you're starting to get pulled away, that you become more aware. 
instead of, and oftentimes we, we go in La La Land, the, the catch is figuring out that we're in La La Land so that we can come back to flow state rather than staying in La La Land too long. So meditation helps that concentration to bring you back to that center point. Um, and being aware of all of those things can help you maintain flow state, get you into flow state, um, and avoid a lot of those distractions that could be possible. Cool. I have three points I want to make that are just adding. I thought that was great. Just adding to what you said. Um, one point is about removing external distractions. I'm, I'm telling these to you because I'm going to forget them in a sec because I'm going to get on one and then I'm going to go, what were the other two? Um, so one's one's about external distractions and figuring that out. I'm about to say that. So I won't forget that, hopefully. Uh, and the next two, one I want to mention about the schedule keeping the objectives, the the get-to-do list, I love that idea. And journaling in conclusion, in uh, just together with that. And the final thing is I want to talk about meditation. So, first thing, external. Chance, I, th- I agree with you on the, this is probably the easiest one to take control of. For, m- for me, at least, this is the easiest far easier to take control of um these are the external distractions so you probably you might know what distracts you i mean like if you just think about it you know whenever i'm doing maybe you're in school maybe you're at work maybe you're doing whatever task think about what things get you off of the thing that you're you were you've been trying to do the whole time and i and just make a list of those if you want to or whatever so that next, the next time you sit down to try to do some high-level work and want to be focused, you can remove, be intentional about removing those distractions. If your phone distracts you, put it on silent and, and take, it, take it out of the room if you need to. Know yourself and know what level you need to do it at. For me, I'm okay keeping it in the room as long as I have it on silent. Depending on your level of distraction from that, you may need to take it out of the room. Do things preemptively to where, you know, you you have these things that you do before you get ready to focus and you, you clear all of the barriers to focus. And if you're worried about, like, what if somebody needs me, tell them this. Tell them, if you really need me, call me. Don't text me. Because that'll be the one way that you know, okay. Uh, I actually need to, like, put your text on Do Not Disturb, but leave your calls on, maybe. And and know, the, or just put everybody on Do Not Disturb except for a couple of people. I think you can do that, too. So just to keep yourself from getting distracted. So that's the easy part. Internal distractions. The hard part. Uh, and that's not, by the way, for the external, it's not just the phone. Anything that you notice that distracts you. What were you going to say, Chance? I was going to your second point to make sure you remember them all. I was trying to remember them for you. Yes. So this one is about, you talked about your get-to-do list. I love that concept. I stopped doing the have-to or the to-do. I don't like either one of those lists. It's like feels like I'm trapped in a box. So I I like, well, now I like the objective list, but when, when very, you know, goal-centric, but the get-to-do list. I love that concept because, one, whenever you write stuff down, it straight up gives you less things to think about because you know you've got it written down. You know, So you don't have 
as much mental noise. So with the things that you're doing or the the next, the plans or whatever, if you've got a Google Calendar, put it in a Google Calendar. If you've got a note section where you keep what you're going to do for the day or however you store that, keep it in there and write it down or type it down somewhere because that'll get that thought out of your head more. Or at least it will increase the likelihood of getting that out. Remember, this is the harder step. Second thing is, what were you going to say? Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just adjusting my back. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Chance is going to have back problems after this. Hopefully not, but he's uh, sitting on the floor holding his mic and his pop filter. Oh, no, it's just I sit, I sit with terrible posture all the time, so it hurts to do normal posture, which I'm trying to work on. Got it. So that that's what you're doing right now. You're trying to sit with that nice shoulders back position. Yep, it hurts like it really hurts. Okay. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention is journaling. So as far as getting things in your head, this hyperfrontality, your brain going everywhere, journaling. So I really like that concept of brain dumping. So brain dumping is literally you pull out a piece of paper and you won't think anything will, will come at first, but just start writing. Start writing all your thoughts and just putting them out on paper, throwing them out there. Because this will also help to reduce the amount of things that are floating around in your head because you've got them on paper. This is very true. If you put them on paper, you have, a le- you have less of a tendency to worry about them. This is it, true science, psychology. So put them on paper. Any, your thoughts, just your general thoughts and your worries about the future and more subjective things, and then have your more objective things by the literally objectives or get-to-dos or plans that you have. And put those in places that are out in the physical world. Don't leave them in your mind. That's another tip I have. And finally, for this internal distraction thing, meditation. Okay, the whole premise, if you guys haven't uh, looked at our first season, we have a really nice episode on meditation, and we talk about meditation a pretty good bit in season one as well. Um, but go back and check that out and, and give it a shot, uh, because meditation is really, really good. And the, and the whole premise, the basic is... You are focusing on one thing. So you're literally training yourself to get into flow state, really, is what meditation is. Uh, You're focusing on one thing, and then if your mind wanders, which it will, and that's okay. Don't don't get angry, especially for you A-type personalities that your mind is sort of around. Um, It will do that. Um, So... But anyway, meditation helps in this context because whenever you're going after an objective and you're like, okay, I am making 10 sales calls right now. During that time, anytime that you notice your brain getting off of the task, off of making those calls and dialing the numbers and talking to the people, you are now better adept at pulling it back to the focal point that you wanted it to be at. And I put it like this, and a lot of people that teach meditation put it like this. Every time that you bring your mind, you notice yourself going off and you bring your mind back to the focus point, it's like doing uh, like a curl, like a dumbbell curl. You're, you're strengthening that mind muscle or that focus muscle, and that really helps you a lot. I can't, I can't um, emphasize this enough. This helps you a lot moving forward. It is worth your time because any other task you're doing now is going to be much better than what you were doing it before. Uh, the second benefit is... It's proven to relieve stress and anxiety. That's why it's in the stress and anxiety season. Um, So it also helps you to have less anxious thoughts or worried thoughts, which eliminates a lot of, I think, a lot of people's hyperfrontality or crazy all all over the place thinking. Um, So that also is a great benefit of meditation to the same 
card. So, Chance, you got anything for us? I'm trying to work on my back still. <laughs> Chance, you are not in flow state, are you, my man? Rarely. Um, so I have a couple more tips about how you can get into flow state. So those are two, and those are two big ones. The next thing is, I want you guys to think about what time of the day do you notice that you're just naturally more focused? We tend to have different, because of the way our circadian rhythm is and environments and all this different stuff, think about the times and really the places um, that you tend to work best and use that time strategically. So, like, know that about yourself and then go and do it at that time and that place. It's really as simple as that, but there is a self-knowledge part of it, uh, which meditation also helps. It, I can't promote it any more than I am uh, because that'll help you to have the self-awareness to know this is a time of day that I work really well and then put your most important work at that point. Chance, any thoughts on that? I think that's huge to note because the same person I had the conversation with, we had the exact opposite, which was kind of funny. But we were talking about how typically for me, it's very early in the morning. Um, if that's five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock until about lunchtime. And then it, it kind of gets more difficult for me where hers was definitely in the evening, like three, four, five o'clock, six o'clock. And she was a night owl. So even like 12, 1 a.m. And like the fact that we were both aware of that, we were able to structure our schedules to where we were taking that flow state time and using it towards um, needed activities. If it was a really big project at work or something personal that was very important. Um, But like we were able to prioritize our work a lot of the times and be able to fit in different things that we needed to get done within those timeframes. Gotcha. See, mine does, there's a curve of arousal with the circadian rhythm. I have two peaks in my day and I like fit right into that. Like I'm like the, like bell curve dead center guy with that because my peak times of flow state are from 10 a.m to 12 p.m and then from say seven to nine because which is very seven to nine at night uh which is very actually that's how arousal works so we actually get a peak of um a peak of energy around that time of night, so which is a little bit counterintuitive to maybe what you'd, you'd think you'd be settling down, but that's actually a highly energetic part of your day. Uh, so I really, I go with the bell curve on that, you know, with with, uh, with the levels of attentiveness and, and alertness. Alertness is really what, what, what they're measuring there. But anyway, yeah, so know that about yourself. Another thing is, and this is so intuitive, a hundred million people probably told you this, sleep. <laughs> you know, um, take your sleep very seriously because that helps you to process things at night. It helps you from a cognitive standpoint. It helps you from an emotional standpoint. So it helps you to focus, have that hypofrontality as like a cognitive standpoint. But also emotionally, you have less stuff to have to focus through now. You have less of a tendency to have that in general. So it's it's a it's two things that are really great benefits among millions of others for sleep. But but sleep well. Uh, I think a lot of the science now is actually saying about seven and a half hours is optimal, but it depends from person to person. So uh, this is, you sort of have to test that on yourself. So 
try some different increments, do that whole thing. We have an episode on sleep first. We did an episode on sleep first season, didn't we? Okay. Go back and check that um, and see what else we said. I think there's something about consistency of wake times big. But anyway, um, go do that and, and sort of run some tests on yourself to see what sleep puts you in the best place emotionally and uh, cognitively. So what else do we have? Some other things that are tying in. You'll actually notice that a lot of the concepts we've covered in the podcast tie in together and create the conditions for flow state. So one of the other ones is uh, is that make it challenging but not too challenging because, like I mentioned earlier, frustration, stress, distraction, all that stuff happens whenever something's too difficult. And whenever it's too easy, a lot of that stuff happens again and, and more boredom sets in. So, uh, so yeah, finding that nice middle ground. Chance, I think just to, to keep it in a reasonable time here, I'd say we cut it off here. Uh, but I think this is a really good episode. I think there's more to talk about with this in the future. Yeah, I agree on all, all, uh, all comments you made. On all fronts. On all I like it. Um, cool. So, but before we go... And I'm going to be the uh, actually editing our stuff from now on, but I'm going to, Corbin, future Corbin, put something right here. This is the Coogee of the Week. Chance, your Coogee of the Week is, what is your favorite childhood memory? So my favorite childhood memory is, no, I'm just kidding. You'll see that Friday. <laughs> Fade into the background. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in again. I hope that this uh, this episode, I, I have a feeling that this episode was very helpful, very how-to-do driven, and uh, I hope that you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, I know we did. Chance, any final thoughts before we head off into the sunset? Y'all make sure you sit with good posture because it really hurts when you try to sit with good posture and you haven't been doing it in a long time. Well, also, you don't have much support, you know, like your 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 butt's like against a hard floor, you know what I mean? That's very fair. I didn't think about that either. But yes, focus. Work on focus because I don't have it. You can see probably in my podcast. Just just watch the Zoom. Watch me. Uh, I'll, I'll land around. <laughs> She's looking around. What's going on over here? But something for us to all to work on, and, and uh, that's really important. So, cool. Guys, we love you. We care about you, and we hope that you're getting a lot out of this season. Um, but until next time, whenever Chance tells you about his favorite childhood memory, uh, goodbye. Surprise, it's me. Don't miss another episode of the podcast by subscribing and turning on podcast notifications. If you don't know how to do that, the podcast notification part, you can fiddle with your podcast notifications by accessing the notifications tab in your device settings. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose podcast.